the pride of Limerick, the young man named Sean Sheehan. The MMA media, Don Graham McDonald. The severe MMA people that are coming to the local shows way before everyone else. To see them coming up and they're getting their shot, and I'm proud that people are coming up with me. Welcome everybody. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. This is a special UFC 207 edition of the Severe MMA podcast. My name is Sean Sheehan, and as always, I'm here with Graham McDonald from Severe MMA. Graham, how things? Very good, very good. Can't complain. Had a nice... Uh... Nice bit of booze and food over the last few days. And did you bring anything nice? No, we actually didn't. We, we don't really buy each other. I was kind of saying last week, we don't really yeah. buy each other uh, presents because we're Scrooges. Bastards. He bought me six bottles of Lynx anyway, which I'm delighted with because that'll do me until next year probably. So, I, Why is Lynx a thing you hate buying? I've just, maybe it's just me. I'd rather get it as a present than, than buy it. I actually got... um. A load of my my cousin was giving out uh, doing promos for links like years ago, and he gave like yeah. a big bag of small links cans. I still have them, like oh. hundreds of them, nearly like fifty of them. That's that'd be my dream. <laughs> <laughs> and then before we get into the MMA talk, uh, let's give a shout out to our sponsors, rosnutrition.com. Head on over, rosnutrition.com. The new year is starting. You know, people want to get into shape. ROS Nutrition are Ireland's leading supplement providers. They have all that good stuff like proteins and amino acids, um, stuff for uh, sports performance, strength conditioning, creatine products for fat loss, essential oils, joint health. They have female nutrition, all that good stuff. Um, you can get 25% off your first order at rosnutrition.com by using the promo code SEVEREMMA. I see they have loads of great offers there at the moment, so like this, this would be a very good time to uh, to save coming into the new year. Um, as I said, promo code SEVEREMMA, 25% off your first order, rosnutrition.com. Boom! Right, let's get into the to the MMA. We won't keep it too long this, this week, lads. We're having a kind of a shortened podcast and we'll be back as well. I, I'm not sure if we'll have a full one next week or a shortened one again, but we, we'll be back with you again next week. But uh, keep an eye on on Twitter. You can follow me at Shanchi in BA. You can follow Graham uh, at Severe MMA. Right, let's get into the MMA talk. So, and I suppose the reason we're here, big card this weekend, UFC 207. Amanda Nunez defending her uh, UFC bantamweight title against Ronda Rousey on a pretty good UFC 207 card. Um, I suppose the big story coming into it is Ronda Rousey not speaking to the media and not, you know, there's barely, a, you know, there's a couple of pictures for her online. You know, wasn't in the first embedded, was in the la- last embedded just, you know, because she has promotional pictures that she has to take. Hasn't really been doing anything. What are your, what are your thoughts on, on that? Uh, I know a lot of people have given their opinion. I've given my opinion online. What do you think about it? Um, yeah, not talking to the MMA media. Uh, I think most of most of the MMA media is not worth talking to. But I think the people that she, uh, like, uh, Lazy cool. Savage or Ariel, people who have like helped her in the past when she, before she was a huge star, and that kind of MMA media, she should she should still be loyal to. Or she, it'd be nice if she was loyal to them anyway. But uh, she doesn't know anything anything to the rest of them. To be honest. Uh, a lot of them would be would be a waste of time. Same questions, and if you're not getting paid to promote, like I can see the reasoning. Like you know, and if if she, it, the the only problem I can really see with it is she's WME WME owned the company now. She's getting this special treatment. I'd say, I'd say Conor McGregor's going to want this this treatment. I'd say other people are going to want this treatment. Yeah, look. I I tend to agree with you as well that most of the media aren't worth talking to, and a lot of these, you know, a lot of these scrums and stuff—they're just bullshit. Like, you know, even even for us, you know, 
just the same questions over yeah. and over and over. Well, there's no point. I, but I agree. Like she should have been on the MMA or this week, or yeah, as you said, talk to Lazy the Savage, or you know, there's lots lots of good shows out there. You know that she, that she could have been on. Luke Thomas is a good show. There's 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 lots of people, but. Uh, you, the way you said it there about the WME, IMG, and McGregor and things, McGregor wouldn't want to do that. I don't think he wouldn't want to black himself out. He like he has his website where he puts up the videos and stuff. He does the media on the day and stuff. I'm sure he he would he doesn't like doing it, but he realizes that you that you have to do it. <laughs> like he he loves those. Press. Remember the press conference where Nate Diaz walked out? He was gone insane. He's like get back, come on, get back, so we could talk. He wanted to promote the fight. Mm. Now obviously that ended well, up promoting the fight better. But that's kind of different though. The way it's like it's a press conference. He knows he's going to have back and forth with Nate. It's not going to be the same thing as it was the last seventeen interviews that he's just done. Yeah, but Rice is not going to press conference either. Right? So. Yeah, that's a strange one to be honest. Like I think the UC. I thought the UC would have after the. The first they kicked up about Connor not wanting to, to attend a press conference that they'd make they'd make Ronda come to press conferences, come to stuff like that. But to make her talk to MMA media, I don't, I don't really see the the outrage. Even although, as I say, like it'd be nice for her to talk to people like Ariel and I mean, maybe she has talked to Lazy or done contact with Lazy or whatever. But people who helped her before she was she was big, I think, are the only people that that should be. Yeah, look, for me, I think the biggest thing about it is it, it's. It's benefiting her more to talk to people than it is the people she's talking to. Like, you know, she this she wants to sell that card. She wants people to tune in so people will watch. Now, I I, I said that online, and someone was saying, "Oh no, it's it's not helping her. It's helping her. It's helping her because uh, she gets to train better and she doesn't get the distractions." I was like, "Okay, yeah, but Amanda Nunes is not having to do the media either. Like, she, she did like a scrum for five minutes. I saw her do that. She's done nothing else. She's not gone to the press conference. You know, she she almost has nothing. It's almost a weight off Amanda Nunes' shoulders. And you know, it's fine." I'm sure if, you know, she has so much power and McGregor has so much power that if, obviously she's done it, but if McGregor wanted to do it in the future, I think he could negotiate that he didn't have to do any media or whatever. But as I said, I don't think he he wanted to do that. You know, this is how you get your money. Like, you get your money because people know you're fighting. Because, you know, something happens, you do an interview and it's on, you know, it's on TMZ or ESPN or Ariel's Go Viral or something like that, you know. I think she's probably looking at it, though, like, Okay, I've got I've got enough money. Well, not enough money. She obviously wants to make more money, but she's got money. She wants to make sure she wins. Kind of like with Connor and the second Diaz fight. He's like, I'm just putting myself away, not talking to anybody, or he tried to anyway, and just um, I'm just going to concentrate on making sure I win this fight. No distraction. Like, and then I can worry about. But this is a must win. You can't lose two in a row after the, the big break. She knows that. Well, you can obviously, but it, like it's going to affect your your, your star power. You're going to take a lot of criticism again, which which he didn't take well the first time. So she's probably more wary of of that than she is of not selling them extra few hundred thousand pay per views. She probably just isn't worried about that uh, for this fight. Yeah, look, I think on on the last week on this week she's going to be there in Las Vegas anyway. What difference is fifteen minutes of a press conference going to make? What difference is you know fifteen minutes of a scrum going to make? Got an open workout for a half an hour? Like, I can't see that making any big difference. You know, it's it's not going to. That's not going to be the difference between her winning and losing a fight. I don't think. But yeah, maybe she's in a place mentally where she she doesn't want all the stuff brought up from the. She hasn't really had, like the media haven't really had it. MMA media haven't had really a chance to talk to her about the last fight. Mm-hmm. So she knows that that's coming, and she's just like, I don't need this in the lead up. I just want to concentrate on i know it's a, it's a, it's kind of um it seems like uh 
her against the world kind of thing yeah. in her head. Like I think she was kind of like that all along, but she's even more like that now after she lost because she hasn't she hasn't lost in a long time. Like yeah, I I think the thing as well about Rousey is okay. I'm I'm not a big one for buying into mental mental games and stuff, you know, between two people, but. I think it's hugely important to be mentally well in yourself, you know, to be confident coming in. And that's not usually a thing in MMA. That's a big factor because kind of to be an MMA fighter or to, you know, to get to the top, you have to be delusional. You have to be, have to be delusional. You know, you have to know you're the best in the world, kind of, even if you're not. And every, like, even guys. Even when, who, you're, even when you're not. Yeah, if even you want to become the best, you got to believe you're the best when you're not, I think. Yeah. And like, even I, I know guys, like, there's fucking you know four and four and they think they're the best fighter in the world like and it's kind of just the way mma is, so it's unusual and i'm not saying rosie you know isn't like that but i think there's a question mark over it now this this hiding herself away for a year and you know people barely seeing you how much training has she done like she looks in good shape but you know how what what improvements has she made to her boxing has she changed up her entries to get takedowns you know is she going to come out a different fighter or is she just what you know i think that's the most intriguing thing coming into this fight and i think for amanda nunes as well it's it's huge see i i don't think ronda's going to come in a new fighter i don't think she's going to have way improved boxing or double legs or single legs or anything like that i, I think edmund probably taken her as far as, as he, he can take her uh yeah um it's it's harsh, like everybody's always on Edmund's back. But if if, if you just look at the at the at the fighters that have went to him from being at other camps beforehand, like Travis Brown, it just hasn't gone well. And just all that family stuff going on with her mum coming out against Edmund like repeatedly and saying he's a horrible person, he's a horrible coach, he's just just ragging on him, just terrible stuff. Like you you don't want that going on. Um, when you're trying to win fights, like it's just it's just an unnecessary distraction. So I think it just like. Just for everything, not even the training, just for everything, the bad atmosphere around it, her mother, just she needs to just she needs to move on to progress to to progress uh, properly, I think. Yeah. I, I'm I not agree. expecting any kind of massively improved boxing or her shooting doubles or singles here. I think it's gonna be the same old Ronda Rousey, but the question mark is just over her mentality now. Right. So let's let's look at the actual fight itself. I agree that it's going to be the same all around Rousey that we know, you know, that we've seen all the time. And we know the strengths of Amanda Nunes. You know, she's a good on her feet, good counterpuncher, good at attacking, uh, hits very hard, good takedown defense, good takedowns, good jujitsu. She's an all around. I've said it before. I think she's the most talented female fighter at 135 pounds in the UFC at the moment. But as I wrote in my preview that came out there yesterday, I think Ronda Rousey is the best athlete. And that's that's a huge thing when it comes to when it comes to MMA, and not just when it comes to MMA, but when it comes to the game around the Rousey plays, because we know what she's going to do. You know, if she uh, okay, if she doesn't come out a brand new fighter with you know a crisp jab and good combination stuff, we know what she's going to do. She's going to come out. She's going to try to close this, and she's going to try to hip toss um, Amanda Nunes and put her down. And look, she can do that. There's there's no doubt about it. She can do that. But it's can Amanda Nunes stop that? I think is the biggest question because we saw that Holly Holm could stop it, but there's a lot more people you know that couldn't stop it. And I, I wrote Martin's like Ronda Rousey is an unorthodox fighter in that way. Like most fighters will use their boxing to set up their takedowns, um, and or they'll go for a double leg or a single leg or push you against the fence. But this this kind of judo based takedown game, 
um, is is unusual in MMA. Like she showed in that home fight, that's all really she has. She doesn't have takedowns from anywhere else unless it's a big scramble. So that that leads to the question: Can Amanda Nunes defend in an unorthodox way against the unorthodox Rousey, like Holly Holm did? You know, I think. Um, I'm not sure if it was Greg Jackson or someone did a, like a technique talk where they they said you know they showed how Ronda Rousey got her hand or um, Holly Holm got her hand on the hip of Ronda Rousey got inside didn't didn't um, defend you know as you'd normally do around the waist or around the shoulders she got inside so Ronda couldn't hip throw her and I think that that was huge and she that obviously that very well worked out Holly Holm did so you know can Amanda Nunes do that? That I think that's a big thing um, that we'll find out. How do you how do you see it um, playing out? Do you think Amanda Nunes can stop uh, the um, the onslaught, and do you think she can beat her on the feet if she does? Yeah, I think she can beat her on the feet if she does, but I don't know if she can. Um, <clears throat> if Ron- Ronda didn't really have a team to have a, a, any kind of a good game plan in the last fight, it'd be important for her to have a good game plan here and not to try and strike for too long and just to even. Amanda Nunes think about the takedown because that's where Ronda Rousey is the best. Like she, she, she likes to strike, but like, let's be honest, like it's armbar, like after yeah. after hip tosses or just forcing it to the ground in any way, and even even ending up on bottom from there. Um, Amanda Nunes definitely can stop them if she's been working on them enough and repetitions. But um, Ronda, Ronda would, I, I, I hope Ronda has some kind of variations on it that she realizes that well, I need something else here that if my hip class is not going to work like against Holly Holm then I, I need I need something else to get it to the ground or I need I need I need just a, a better game plan and hopefully now it's so many variables going into this fight because Amanda Nunes is, is known to get, get tired as well and Ronda looks in the is usually in very good shape but she's apparently in better shape now um it's a it's a really tough it's a really tough one there's, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of variables going on, but uh, I think Ronda will actually get the fight to the ground at some stage late in the first round, and probably. But R- Ronda, yeah. <clears throat> Ronda could could get like rear naked choked or something here, yeah. like you know she, Liz Camouche took her back and she had to bite her way out of it, like. Um, <laughs> yeah, she, she's she's not um, well she did she like did. Yeah, I know yeah. Um, um, yeah, so she's she's not like she's not this unstoppable force on the ground. It's more just the, the arm bars and the, the 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 judo. But but um, I think she actually will get it done. I don't know. I, I won't I, I won't be betting on this fight. It's just too yeah. many variables. I think Rosie, what, what her best her best attribute is that she just balls out. You know, she just goes for a hundred miles an hour at the very start. I think that is her best attribute. Like she get as we said and we said it before the the home fight on this podcast that her boxing isn't great but she still has knockouts and she has it because she throws hard fast early and that's why she gets them and people she overwhelms people um if she doesn't do that i i don't see her winning this fight i think amanda that'll play right into amanda nunez's game so she has to go out and she has to play her usual game now nunez obviously if you look at Nunes you see her she's kind of an attacking fighter fights in the front foot a lot but she does fight off the back foot uh, a good bit as well even against uh, um, Misha Tate in a fight that didn't go that long she landed some big shots off the back foot and then started to piece up Tate when she got a little bit hurt uh, with jabs and off the front foot and stuff but Nunes is a very very intelligent fighter and she's someone who I don't think will up the pace and get 
into Rousey's game unless she sees Rousey's hurt, unless she knows she can stop the takedown, unless she feels comfortable doing it. So, you know, I think this is a very, very tough fight for Ronda Rousey in that way. But at the same time, it only takes one second for Ronda Rousey to get that takedown and get the win. You know, even against Holly Holm, she was getting destroyed for the whole fight, but she could have won that fight in two two separate occasions. You know, she had her down at one stage. um, She knocked her down at another stage, you know, and... If she hadn't eaten so many shots before she actually implemented that, she probably would have finished it there, I reckon. Yeah. Rambled, I think, by the time it hit the hit the hit the ground and Holly was able to escape. Yeah. Like uh, this feels very like the Holly Home fight to me. And I picked even though I, I my like my analysis, all I did was Holly Home is gonna dominate here, she's gonna you know, she's gonna do everything well, but Ronda Rousey's gonna get the finish. I feel the same here. I think Amanda Nunes is better everywhere. You know, I think even her jiu-jitsu is better as you kind of alluded to there, although we don't see that much of it. Her striking is obviously better, she hits harder, you know, she she's quicker, you know, but I think Ronda's obviously stronger than her, I think. And it's just that that balls out, go for it, rip your arm off. That she has, that's going to yeah. be the X factor, I think, and that's why I think she's going to get the win, unless, unless she's just, uh, you know, a totally different fighter, or, or she can't do it or whatever. Yeah, it seems the lasting memory memory of Ronda in people's mind is her getting destroyed by by Holly Holm. But if you look, if you look at it like her other fights and like the way she ran through Katzengano and Sarah McMahon, and like these aren't these are aren't bad fighters at all. Like you know, Katzengano has a win over Amanda Nunes, I believe. Um, she does, I think. Yeah, she, yeah, she does. See, yeah, look, at Sarah McMahon. Away, yeah. look how good Sarah McMahon has been recently. He's all like very good. I know Nunes, so like, well, yeah, Ronda's so dangerous early as well. Like, like, I know Amanda Nunes is a quick starter, but I'd say Ronda Rousey is the, the more dangerous fighter early. Yeah, that, that's why I will go with Ronda by, by first round armor. But like, it's it's it, it's a it's a tough one to pick. There's, there's a lot of variables going on. Amanda Nunes has been in a big spot before. Like, you know, this isn't their first time. A lot of the time, Ronda Rousey fought uh, main events against uh, contenders. That, that was their first time in a big show, and it was maybe <clears throat> might have got to them a little bit with Katzengano just running across and the, the octagon and getting, getting armbarred. But I think Amanda Nunes has been there before, like UFC 200, and yeah. I, I, that will stand to her, but I still... I was, I was, Still sticking with Ronda Rousey just about. Yeah, I agree. I look either way. I think it's going to be over in the first round. I'm picking Rousey by armbar, but I could see Amanda Nunes stopping her takedowns, hurting her on the feet, and either finishing her with strikes or knocking her down and rear naked choking her like she did to Misha Tate. I think a first round submission is the most likely outcome in this fight. But um, you you just never know. I think it's very intriguing to see how Ronda Rousey will actually fight. You know, if she fights her normal way, I think that's the best way of, of winning the fight. But you know, it's MMA, and you just you you know you just never know. Look at look at Conor McGregor against Nate Diaz the second time. I don't think anyone predicted that he'd come out and fight the way you know he did in that fight, um, and things like that can happen. Until they saw Diaz against, or they saw uh, Diaz against Lobov yeah. later on the night, <laughs> and then it was like, oh shit, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but uh, yeah, I think I think it's a good fight though. I think it, this is a this is a pretty good card, and yeah, I'm looking forward to to seeing it. Um, We'll talk about the other Bantamweight uh, title fight uh, at the end of this, but we'll run through the rest of the card uh, before we get to that quickly. Um, I suppose the big other big story from this card is Ken Velasquez falling out uh, with an injury, I, I presume you could call it. Again, he's supposed to fight for Verdum. Um The Nevada State Athletic Commission 
if you didn't hear, pulled Velasquez from the card because there was talks of him having back surgery afterwards. You now Velasquez got cleared by his doctor. Um, on the same day he got pulled from the card, he put up videos of him kicking a bag um, and, and doing mitts and stuff like that, and he looked in, in phenomenal shape. He looked like he was moving fine. Uh, it's a tough one to decipher what actually happened. Graham, yeah, it's a strange decision yeah. by Kane to come out and admit this beforehand and say he's using medical marijuana and that he's scheduled for back surgery afterwards. It's like well, he was only bringing trouble for himself, even saying that. It was just an ill-advised move. It's very strange. Very strange move. Yeah. Um, like, if he wanted, if he wanted to stay in the fight, it's a very strange move. Maybe, maybe he thought this. Uh, maybe he thought he couldn't fight. Like back injuries are no joke. Like you pull a muscle in your back, like you can barely fucking walk. You barely sit. Like it's 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 gonna be hard, very hard to train. Like like the second I heard about that back injury, I I put money on Verdum. Like because he, he's a big underdog. He beaten him before. How much can you actually train? Like, what? Look what happened last time when he when he when he wasn't fully trained because of the altitude, or wasn't wasn't fully ready because of the altitude. He he got hammered, and now he's going in with a back injury. It's probably best he got pulled for him anyway. Like, yeah, like it's tough though with the Nevada State Athletic Commission because we've you know, and with, with all these commissions, like we've seen things before. Look at Donald Cerrone; he got his face torn apart. And he was still allowed to fight. Like, you, know, <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's loads of people. Like, that's a bunch of makeup. Lots of people knew about McGregor was injured, gone into you know some of his fights. I think from what Brian had tweeted fights, at the time, yeah. everyone knew it. Yeah, like it happens all the time. People know people are injured, gone into fights. Even this, the you don't the, come the out. Of, I don't think you don't come out and say oh, I've got this injury. I'm taking these. I got surgery scheduled for like the week after. Yeah, always going to be headlines, and it was, and then. Somebody from the commission picked up on it and pulled him. Like it was, it was a silly move if he wanted to stay in the fight. I think the most it's shocking like if thing here. In between rounds, they ask you, "Can you see?" You say, "Yeah." You don't say yeah, no. That's true. You know what's going to happen. <laughs> that is true. Even if you can't can't see. That's true. I think the most shocking thing here is the Nevada said the commission actually doing their jobs. I, I didn't see that one coming at all. Like I think that's you know that's something he didn't take into account. Would you say if it, bigger, if it was a bigger money fight? If it was. Uh, Connor Diaz three or Cerrone Connor Khabib. I wouldn't have been pulled. If it was Rousey Zingano, do you think they would have pulled it? Not a fucking hope. I'd say not a hope in hell. We know how how it works. Like I, I was talking to who was I talking to? I can't remember. I was talking to someone about um. McGregor Mayweather and Nevada, you know, if it happened in Nevada, right? And uh, they were saying to me, oh, that'll never happen. Sure, I heard people talking that they won't sanction it. And I was like, are you fucking serious? They're not going to sanction that in Nevada. But it'd bring in they, they millions. Gave, they gave Dana White a boxing license for when he was meant to <laughs> yeah. box Tito Ortiz about six, six, well, about 10 years ago now. Flight members running Flight members running fucking backyard brawls in his own gym on tape. It's on YouTube. You can go and watch it now. And he went to the, into the Nevada State Athletic Commission and they clapped him out of the place. Like, thanks, Floyd. Thanks for coming in, Grace. That's such your presence. No yeah. van, no nothing. I think people are a little bit confused because Connor got, uh, didn't get his, his Nevada license for boxing when he applied this time when he got his California one. But it was only because he still owes the money. He's basically challenging the Pat, Pat Lumval's decision in, uh, to steal all his money basically uh, uh like he's just he's the, the reason behind him not getting his license was uh was nothing to do with uh them not wanting that bout to happen it was to do with trying to get him to pay his fine in my opinion exactly right uh let's get back to this card um 
we'll talk about the co-main event at the end, obviously. Uh, TJ Dillashaw against John Lineker uh, is probably the best fight in this card with Velasquez and Verdum uh, off it. Um, how do you see that Great one going? Do you, give the, yeah. do you give Lineker any chance? I give Lineker a chance, definitely, yeah. Uh, he just has a way of dragging people into into his game, but I don't. I think TJ is going to be too smart. Him and Dwayne are big game planning guys. They're, they're big preparation guys. I think they're going to have a game plan of, of hitting and moving, and I think uh, that they're not going to get into the, the slug fest that Lineker obviously wants. And uh, I think TJ will, will, will uh, take over the fight as it goes on uh, and uh, fig- figure Lineker out and uh, take the decision. But uh, you never know with Lineker. He's, 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 uh, he's very tough like, and he's, he has a way of just somehow lulling or luring people into, uh, into his game. He does, and he's improved so much over the last few fights at cutting off the cage, which is something he struggled with before. Yeah, was it Ali Bagatinov? He lost, or he, you know, he struggled badly to do that. He's improved that, but TJ Dillashaw, you know, he's a different beast. I think, but him and Dominic uh, Cruz are by far the two best in the division, and I don't think anyone else is, is close, apart from maybe Tom Dukuma. But um, <laughs> we'll, uh, yeah, I, look, I think it's a good fight. Lineker, he's one of those guys who only needs to land one shot. Um, TJ Dillashaw has been knocked out with one shot before. Um, so it, it, it's always a possibility. But I'd say if this this fight doesn't uh, end in a unanimous decision win for TJ Dillashaw, I'd be very, very shocked. You know, he's footwork striking. I'm very, very good uh, wrestling. You know, I could see him adding in some wrestling in this fight as well. I think he's a big advantage there. I think he's a lot bigger than John Lineker. Well, maybe not a lot bigger, but I don't know. I think he's a little bit more athletic than, than John Lineker is. John Lineker's, you know, hands of stone. I think that's kind of body of stone as well. He's one of those guys who just flings uh, flings hooks a lot. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, think this is a, I think this is a good matchup for DJ Lichon. I actually think it's bad matchmaking because I think John Lineker is a guy you could have given a title shot to and, you know, it would have been a fun title shot, but um, I don't think that's going to happen now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they probably want to line up either the the TJ TJ Dom rematch or the the Garbrandt and TJ fight because that would be that would be like the the kind of favorite one they were talking about of former teammates and there's a bit of bad blood there and I, I think that they're kind of they're kind of hoping that TJ will win probably and uh, sets it up nicely for the next Dom, Dominic Cruz or, or Cody Garbrandt fight for TJ. A lot of people are giving out that TJ should have got the title shot. Now, for me, look, uh, I think he probably deserved it, but it's in, by no means the most egregious one ever. I think you know, like Garbrandt is beaten. He's 10 none out beating Almeida and Mizugaki in his last two. You know, I think after the Almeida fight, he put himself in the picture. And I think, as I say, I think Dillashaw probably did deserve it, but I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's that bad. People are going insane about it. You know, just, just get on with it. You've won win since Dominic Cruz beat you, like... You know, two two wins in a title shot. I don't see anything wrong with that. I think yeah, these rematches are being handed out a lot too quickly uh, recently. But um, yeah, let's talk about some of the other fights on the card. Uh, just on the undercard first, um, Alex Oliveira is taking on Tim Means. I like that fight. That's on Fight Pass. Yeah, it's actually, it's a, it's a very good fight. That's yeah. the first fight of the night, is it? It is, yeah. I fancy Oliveira on that one. I think Tim means. I think you can get the Tim means a lot. Oliveira is one of those guys as well who either he'd either turn he's up, he's and be very great, yeah, yeah, or he'll be yeah. terrible and get destroyed. But uh, I think I don't have a feeling. I think he could turn up. You know, there'd be probably be a, a good Brazilian crowd there with Amanda Nunes and stuff. You got a few people cheering him on, and I think you you know you never know. But Tim Tim means is a good fighter as well. I'm looking forward to that one. 
Yeah, that should be a good one as well. Like first fight of the night, that's a very that's very good. Like yeah, these days, fight pass, you'd be you'd be lucky to to know who both the guys are in the in the first fight of the night, really. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so um, it's good. It's good to go straight in there with a with a pick with a <clears throat> pick and fight between two known guys. Like, and shark card. Yeah, yeah, I, I like the ones like that. Sorry, it's a shark card as well. Ten fights. That's great. Yeah, it's like the, sleep. It's like, yeah, ten, eleven fights used to be the standard. Then it kind of crept up to about thirteen or fourteen. Even it was a bit, it was a bit much. Yeah, unless unless the card's stacked, then no problem. Yeah, yeah. This one too bad now. Brandon Hatch is coming back as well. Antonio Carlos Jr. is fighting uh, Marvin Vittori on the undercard. Mike Pyle against Alex Garcia. Alex Garcia is like the Hector Lombard lookalike from um, from up in <laughs> yeah. uh, France, isn't he? Yeah, that should be a good fight as well. And uh, Johnny Hendricks against Neil Magny. Who do you think? Who do you have in that Johnny Hendricks Neil Magny fight? Oh, yeah, it's hard to know with, with Johnny Hendricks. Um, he's in. If, if he's having no problem making weight, I'd probably go with him. Barely, but if he's gonna be killing himself to make weight, and uh, he just looks like he looks like he's he's on the downward slope, Johnny Johnny Hendricks, and he, Neil Magny will beat everybody that he's better than, but um he, he gets in trouble a lot, uh, Neil Magny, and has to recover from it, and and Johnny Hendricks can hit very hard. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I, I'd probably lean with Johnny Hendricks, but if I see him on this on the scale looking terrible, I, I I'll be changing my pick. <laughs> yeah, I find it very hard to pick this one. I pick Magny based on the fact that Johnny Hendricks isn't really hitting anyone hard anymore. You know, he hasn't done it in ages. Um, yeah, I don't know. He was in good shape for that Wonderboy fight, but I suppose he was fighting Wonderboy in that fight. Well, as well. yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it's one of those one of those pick and fights. Whoever shows up in the night will probably win. I agree with your point about Neil Magny. He's a very good fighter and we'll beat everyone he's not who's not as good as him, but and he'll beat some people that are better than him as well. He's one of those guys, you know, but he he's beatable at the same time. I can see him kicking Hendricks to the body a lot, Hendricks pushing him against the fence, and you know, Magny kind of getting maybe taken down a couple of times, but then hurting him with knees from the break and stuff like that, elbows and things and um is it it could it could be a good fight or it could be an absolute stinker up against the cage for for three rounds. But yeah, I've no idea how that's gonna go. Just tune in, yeah. <laughs> tune in and watch it. Um, right, Tommy and Kim is fighting Tarek Safadin as well, which should be a very very good fight. I like yeah. the, like mm. the sound of that one. I know you're a big Don Hyun Kim fan, aren't you? How'd you see that one go? Well, um, did I just make that up? Tarek Safadin. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think Tarek Safadin like he. He's a bit pitter patter. He doesn't really commit to anything too hard. And I don't know. I, I just I have a feeling Dong Young Kim will win that one. To be honest, yeah, he, he just hasn't looked the same as he. As, I think the last time I saw Tarek Safdie looking good was when he beat Tyron Woodley years ago. Like that was strike force. Or no, that was Nate Marquardt. Oh, yeah, he beat, kicked the legs off him. Wasn't that that one? I mean, that was the one where yeah, he yeah, absolutely yeah. destroyed him. That was some, if you want to want to watch a fight with good leg kicks, that's the best one ever. Tarek Safin kick. Yeah, uh, he fought, yeah, yeah. Sorry, he I was, I was mixing. I was mixing up two there. I was mixing in. It was a Tyron Woody fight, but he won. He didn't finish him. He won by decision. But it was. It was. He looked very good. He looked very pinpoint and technical. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes he looked a bit trigger shy, and he looked a bit like he doesn't want to throw power into his shots because he doesn't want to get countered. I don't know. It, it, it's a tough one as well. There's a few. There's a few inconsistent fighters on, on this one where when they turn up, they're really good, but they're known to not turn up. Yeah. Safin's one of those guys, and he fights a bit like a kickboxer who has a, another kickboxer man.
catch in two weeks time you know he, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. just doesn't want to get he's injured like them, he's like one of them guys in thailand and they have like a, an agreement that they're not going to injure each other so that they're able to fight every night yeah, but sometimes he can just pull it out and he can absolutely destroy you. Like if I think he, he needs a bit of the Rousey's, you know, come out hard and quick. I don't know, does he have maybe he has cardio issues or something from a long time ago that we don't know about or something? And that's he why he lacks that, that natural aggression though that, that, that a lot of fighters maybe. have kinda he's more trying to score points and he's he's he, he, not trying to score points, but just trying to land and get out and it doesn't really matter if how like how hard he lands. He's not looking for the finish. I think he's looking to looking to score and move and score and move. Yeah, um, Dalian Kim as well as we know, you know, good takedowns, big fight finishing power as well. Could be, I, I throw I some mad spinning back elbows and stuff like that. Let me see who I picked. I picked Safanin, yeah. <laughs> I had to look at my pick. I think Safanin will probably win a decision in that one. You know, I, I, he's good takedown defense, and I don't really see him getting knocked out. So, how like how's Kim gonna win that? Other than that, it'll probably be a Safanin decision, I reckon. Yeah, I I probably go for a Kim decision, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if if Safadine just stays on the outside, leg kicks, jabs, the odd the, the odd uh, the odd body shot or whatever, and just just kind of adds up points. But if Dong Young King gets him down, I'd say it could be bad news for Terry. I'd bet you a fiver. You take a yeah. You already owe me a point, I think, from the Holloway Pettis one, so we can double or double down on double that one if you want. Sorry, no matter. Uh, before we get. <laughs> Before we get to the, the comment, uh, Lewis Smolka against Ray Borg, the Taz Mexican devil. It's actually another great brilliant. fight. It's actually loads of great brilliant. fights. Brilliant. I love that fight. Um, Smolka, like his, his, his slow starts finally cost him in his last one. And uh, it's hard to, some fighters just have that kind of, they, they're not, they're not around one fighter. They kind of grow into the fight. Um, But hopefully Smolka's been working on that. I, uh, it's a really tough one to pick, like because Rayborg is good at like staying. Like Smoker striking is good, but it's not great. It's yeah. kind of his scrambles. But Rayborg is very good at getting on top and staying on top. We lean Smoker, Smoker, just to scramble out and threaten with submissions, and maybe not get a submission, maybe go to a decision. But uh, it's going to be he's probably going to be working from a from a round down, Smoker, if uh, his previous fights are anything to go by. So it's going to be very close. Gonna be very close. So go smoke it up. I pick smoke as well, and uh, if I was picking now, I'd probably pick Borg. You know, it's one of those fights. I, I everyone knows how big a fan I am of Lucas Lewis Smolka. I think, you know, I think he's still the best person at flyweight who's never fought uh, um, Demetrius Johnson. You know, I think I really think he's that good. But uh, styles make fights as well, and. Ray Borg is, you know, he's one of those guys that he will get on top of you, but he it's he's very hard to submit. You know, he moves all the time. He's good wrestling, good base, hits pretty hard for you know for his size. Um, but when you're down there, and the reason I pick Smolka in my picks is <clears throat> he is so, such a tricky guy on the ground, you know, and to catch guys in submissions. And Borg likes to play that game, you know, where he's resting on top. And all Smolka has to do, you know, is catch a leg or catch a heel or you know catch an neck or something and he will take it in two seconds you know you only have to give him one opportunity and uh, i think he could do it but it really is a pick em fight uh, I'm, I'm not sure about it and it's a good fight like it's in an, that, that's a guaranteed barn burner really really good fight i think a lot of it will probably be played on out on the ground um i'm looking forward to that one but yeah um, and then the, the the fight i'm looking forward to most has got to be cody garbrandt and dom cruz how would you see that one going I'll go with Dom just because he's 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 a master of movement and defense and, and just landing and moving. But um, 
Garbrandt is a very dangerous with big power and aggression, and he has that kind of fearlessness of a, an undefeated fighter. Although he has been knocked out at amateur, I think when you're on like a 10, 11, 12 fight win streak, you kind of, you forget about that. Like you kind of, uh, I'm a different fighter now. So he has that like unwavering confidence in himself. Even if he is getting like humiliated in the, in the trash talk, it doesn't seem to bother him. It just kind of, whatever. He's just confident anyway. But uh, Dominic Cruz, you know, he's had, he's only ever lost once. And that was, that was Faber and way before he was ready to fight Faber on short notice. I'd have to go with Dominic Cruz to to win a decision here, but um, I think he'll mix up more takedowns in, uh, than he usually would. Uh, Dominic Cruz just to to slow Cody down, um, his big power and slow him down and make him wary. And I think that'll be uh, around. Probably not though. I'd probably I'd probably go forty nine forty six Cruz or fifty forty five Cruz. Uh, we basically have the exact same pick <laughs> in this fight. So, yeah, that's how, how I see it as well. Like, I think, I think Cody Garbrandt can win this fight. I think the way he fights, he can win it. Um, but I, I still don't think he will. Like, I think, I think you're not going to out Dominic Cruz, Dominic Cruz, unless maybe you're TJ Dillashaw. And even he had a try at it, and he didn't do it. And I, I know that fight was close, and you know, I can't even remember how I how I scored it, but I think you know it, it was close either way. <clears throat> I, I don't think Cody Garbrandt has the skills to do that. I don't think that's his skill set. Um, <clears throat> now, <clears throat> I think the best way to beat Dominic Cruz on Estrella is to throw almost nothing. Don't go for any of his feints. Let him come on to you. And just try to land a big shot and knock him out. I honestly think that's a big way because he's the best way because he's such a weird fighter, so unorthodox, so hard to hit. You know, and that's going to be hard. I'm not saying that's easy, and not saying you know that's that's a smart way to go about it, maybe. But I think if you want to win the fight, if you want an actual you know a chance of winning the fight, I think that's the way to do it. Like if I was Cody Garbrandt, I'd tell him just keep his hands up. Follow Dominic Cruz around the ring everywhere he goes and wait for Dominic Cruz to lead and then try to hit him. You know, maybe not do it the first four or five times, maybe do it the sixth time and, and just try to land that because he has the power, he has the speed, he hits, he's very, very precise, very precise. Uh, Cody Garbrandt is very good. And if he can land, he can finish Dominic Cruz, but I don't I see think, it. Yeah, I think he'd have to land. I think I'll, it's, it's easy, it's not easy enough, but it's a lot easier to land on Dominic Cruz than it, like to land clean on Dominic Cruz is very difficult. Yeah. That's true. He's always moving away, back to the side. He's always, he's always dip. Like it's very hard to just land a flush shot on Dominic Cruz. Like he's, he's been hit before and he's been dropped before, but they're kind of like glancing shots while he's making a kind of weird uh, bump movement and with his footwork, and it's kind of off balance a little bit. It seems, but it's really hard to hit him clean. But if he does get hit clean, I think he he will he will get finished. The most. The hardest thing against Dominic Cruz is when you hit like the three minute mark of the fight and you've been trying to fight Dominic Cruz like Dominic Cruz fights and you realize you can't hit him. And you kind of, I, I remember, um, I think it was Uriah Faber did it where he kind of like wiped his gloves on his chest and he's like, come on, I'm going to hit him now. And then he tried and now he can't hit him again. And you get demoralized. And that either makes you kind of like Faber was in the last fight where, okay, Faber did well in the first one, but like the second and third round, he kind of like realized, oh, this is not just not going to happen. This is not going to work. Or you, you know, are you just lose it and you go straight for Cruz and play into his game? Now, you either way, whichever way, if you want to avoid those, you need great patience and you need to have a proven way of fighting. Like 
TJ Dillashaw. Like, you know, you can keep that up for five rounds, fight that way. Cody Garbrandt hasn't shown anything that he can do that. Now, maybe he can do that. Uh, and, and that's unfair to say that, you know, that he can't do it because we've never really seen it. He's never been in a situation where he's had to do it. But I find it very tough to see him, you know, changing from a knockout artist, you know, a guy who likes to stand in the pocket, who likes to, you know, <clears throat> come kind of in and out in, in a more linear way than, than Dominic Cruz or TJ Lillish does it. I find it yeah. very hard to see him being, being able to beat Cruz that well. And he doesn't have Cody Garbrandt doesn't have that ex, that experience of, of getting frustrated in there. He's had a pretty yeah. smooth smooth sailing, like except for UFC one eighty nine where he, he struggled against Enrique Briones. He didn't struggle, but he he won he won the decision. But he he looked a bit frustrated even then, even in that fight because he couldn't get the the knockout when he was kind of seemed like he was expecting to make a big statement and make the, get the knockout. And if you look at his quality of competition compared to Dominic Cruz, it's just nowhere near. Like you know, Thomas Almeida, that's a very good win there, very good to put him away in the first round um but besides that it's not great like Dominic Cruz has been fighting fighting at the top level for for nearly a decade now like or eight years now you know it's, it's he's got that experience he everything hasn't always gone Dominic Cruz's way he's had to he's had to like win close fights like a TJ fight the the, the Faber fight the first time was close enough like he's had he's had if he's, he's he's been in hard positions and he's come out on top so I think that experience will, will stand to him. And I, as you're saying, I think Cody might get frustrated at, uh, to get anywhere near Dominic Cruz early. And um, he might uh, he might overextend, get taken down, and lose a lot of his pop. Yeah. This is MMA, though. You never know what's going to happen. You know, that one big yeah, shot could, exactly. could land. Especially when somebody That's... has massive power like Cody. For, for a bantamweight, he's got huge power. Bantamweights exactly. don't usually hit anywhere near as hard as Cody. Yeah, that's you know that's the reason why we tune in just to see, you know, see fights like this. Uh, no, all good fights. Rosie Nunes good fight. Cruz Cruz Garbrandt, Dillashaw Lineker, Kim Safin, Smoka Borg. If you're in America, listen to this. Buy that pay per view. It's worth buying it. You know, give Ronda Rousey a, a couple of a uh, couple of dollars there. She deserves it. But uh, yeah, um, I suppose that's that's where we leave it for for this week. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back more than likely with a regular show next week if we're not we'll have a we'll have something on this card anyway and we, we'll break down what happened on Friday night remember Friday night this fight is going to be um, before we we go please give us a follow on Twitter I'm at Sean Sheehan BA Graham's at Severa May uh, you can follow our good friends too over at rosnutrition.com um, if you look up ROS you'll find it, ROS Nutrition you'll find our Twitter handle uh, you can get 25% off at the website rosnutrition.com with the promo code uh, Severe Right, thanks everyone for listening Merry Christmas Happy New Year we'll see you next week